welcome to the Living With Long Covid podcast. My name is Julie. I am a registered nurse in the UK. I went from frontline worker in May 2020 to COVID-19 patient and subsequently I have long COVID. I decided to create this podcast to share my personal lived experience of living with long COVID, the impact this has on your personal and professional life. Disclaimer, the podcast is not a medical podcast. I'm not giving medical advice. You would need to consult a medical professional. I intend to explore, discuss and learn together more about long COVID and how long haulers can live well with long COVID over subsequent podcasts. And I hope you continue to join me. Um, So firstly, guys, I just want to say that I'm um, on the way in the podcast to... Um, almost 3,500 listeners. So um, I massively appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time to, to listen to the podcast. Um, my intention when I decided to do this was to reach out and help people because I felt in a lonely place myself. And whilst there were medical podcasts out there, I struggled to see the lived experience um, and felt like I was very much on my own. So I'm hoping um that i can continue supporting um everyone and hopefully more people will learn about the the podcast and and join us as well so i just wanted to say thank you all very much and uh, great so i'll get on with today's podcast which um is what is the difference between symptom management and treatment Okay, so I wanted to cover this topic for a couple of reasons, to be honest, and it may resonate with you guys. So the first reason is I feel like I self-care and symptom manage, um, my, but I fight to get any medical treatment. Um, and two, I think both are equally as important, um, however, can be challenging due to research, appropriate diagnosis, ability, um, access to services, um, and some general understanding as well of of what um, we can do ourselves, and obviously understanding of what um, medical treatment, because of the current lack of um, research and uh, treatment options that are available to us at this point so I think the last reason as well is a little more personal um, to me at this point and many of you I'm sure this resonates with I wish it didn't but I I know it does Um, I've had a a couple of negative um, comments on the podcast um, and it is directed at some of my self-care suggestions Um, I give following using them myself um firstly i just wanted to 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 address that that the fact um is self-care can be a part of symptom management or at least uh symptom relief so um the other point is that i have no never um suggested that you can uh, meditate your way out of long COVID. Um, I wouldn't have long COVID if that was the case because I I love meditation. Um, However, for some, um, and especially if you you have anxiety like me, um, 
you know meditation can be really supportive um, with your symptoms which then can have a positive impact as well so um you know the the other element obviously is the treatment angle that i have personal experience of that gaslighting that's the one i was meaning you guys may resonate with um i have been told that this is in my head before i've i've done a previous podcast on that and i know that has been said and when we think in the history of of conditions um i mean the me and C, uh, cfs uh, community have been gas the gaslighted for lots and lots of years that's quite apparent um and you know ms was actually said to be in the um in the person's head a long time ago um but it was initially um stated as an in your head illness so um I think that's why I wanted to sort of talk about the difference between treatment and symptom management. So, um, and I, you know, I will just say as well that I do appreciate that not everything is for everyone either, you know, and that's absolutely fine. Um, I'm reaching out and hoping to support those, um, you know, who who this does resonate with and who 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 do. Um, you know who who do who do want to sort of um look at all of your options basically and and unfortunately for all of us at this particular point they are limited and so is our energy so that makes things even harder so if i can help in any way um by by doing podcasts such as this then that's what i would really you know like to do so okay so the definition of symptom management is an effort to um, advert, delay or minimise symptom experience. Uh, symptom management is used to help a person uh, feel more comfortable, provide relief and manage symptom, symptom exacerbation. However, it is not a cure, which we know. And the definition of treatment is medical care uh, given to a patient for illness or injury. The use of therapies, procedures, medication, surgery or exercise in an attempt to cure or mitigate a disease, physical, psychological illness or injury. So I think obviously those definitions are both really quite clear and concise and, um, you know, it says what it, it, it does on the tin in a sense. So, And I can honestly say over the last two years... I have hoped research uh, would commence and that we would be receiving effective treatment at this point. Um, and obviously a cure would be amazing. And I know in terms of research and my um, my career path as a nurse, it's not something that is born overnight. I think all of us do understand and appreciate that, but it's hard when you're living it. So I can see this from both perspectives really um as a patient and as a healthcare professional so um that is is really challenging so the the issue that continues um as well in my mind is this healthcare postcode lottery that we have many areas including my own still don't have um you know, people, sorry, in many areas still don't have access to their long COVID clinics 
the waiting lists are overwhelmed. We know that the NHS is, uh, from a, a UK perspective, is, is um, understaffed. Um, and I have heard mixed reviews on what the clinics have to offer as well. So in various areas, there is a high praise um, for what, what's being delivered um, in terms of treatment um, plans um, and support. Um, and then in other areas, I'm hearing that the, there is a lack of understanding in the long COVID clinics and they're very much exercise based, which, you know, again, I think for many of us, if you could have exercised yourself out of long COVID, we would have done it a long time ago. And, and I have said myself previously that I, di I did, I had, I had tried to do that before I had uh, an awareness um, of uh, like long COVID and post-exertion malaise and what have you. So it's, you know, <laughs> that is not going to, to be helpful, obviously. Um, I often hear though how well the staff are trying to run these clinics, you know, I mean, we do understand that this is new um, and you know, overwhelming for for them, I would imagine, in terms of, as I said, waiting lists are um, extensive. So, but as a patient's perspective, you're looking for uh, support treatment and um, care, you know, that, that it, it's not, um, you know, that's not, you're not thinking of how many staff are in one place at one time, that's, that, that goes without saying. So it does appear though that in the clinics, from what I've been advised from various people, is that it, um, from various areas, that the knowledge is really variable as well. Um, I've, 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 I've been advised um, by someone that they went to one of the clinics um, wasn't in my local area but and told the um the staff member more about long covid than they knew themselves and that's a key fact to be honest as patients we are the experts because we live it every day so actually sharing that knowledge if you if you can and you have the energy is really helpful because um those trying to treat it are, are still us are still learning you know, that, that is the, the cold hard fact, I suppose. Um, I also think that there are some unconscious bias. Um, there might be some conscious as well, but there's some unconscious bias on what long COVID means for each individual and their ability. And this makes accessing or getting the right type of treatment very difficult, um, even before we start to discuss that postcode lottery. So... If we go back to treatment versus symptom management, you can see why um, in terms of my area, I have got, I've had limited options. And that is because after two years, um, I'm still on stage eight um, of the referral to the long COVID clinic. So basically um, there's various stages. I think it goes, stage nine is the last one. Um, and stage eight that I'm at is that my I am discussed at a panel and they decide whether I even go to the long COVID clinic or not. And then there is a waiting list. So 
I don't know if I will ever be seen. And as I said, at this particular point, it's been over two years. And this is where, um, you know, that kind of, I suppose, symptom management comes in as well from my own perspective. But, um, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I would say even if I had been receiving adequate treatment, I would always still be implementing self-care and symptom management because I just feel for me it's really important um, for the life that I hope for, which would require, well, requires me to be uh, as healthy as possible. Um, and, and so I want to do as much as I possibly can to to ease my symptoms, to manage my symptoms, um, you know, with the potential that they, they may never go away. So, and, and that that's a choice, but it's also my ability as well. As I said, there'll be people listening that don't have a, as much physical ability as I've even got right now. So I appreciate that. Um, so while I am discussing treatment, I will just... Um, I'll just use an, an example um, which gives a little update as well in case you didn't see my social media. So I was referred to cardiology um, and due to what I can only imagine was a, an appointment cancellation slot, um, I had a call um, a couple of days ago to see if I could go in for for an appointment and that's only after waiting a couple of weeks so of course um I, I i made every effort to get to the appointment um and i'm recording this podcast actually two days after that this particular appointment so it was to check it was with cardiology it was to check if to see if the symptoms of the some of the symptoms that i have um is pots so that for me is I dizziness, almost blacking out, um, on standing up or after prolonged standing, discoloration of my lower legs and feet, um, cold feet, nausea, increased heart rate, low blood pressure with a deficit on standing. Um, and I had been monitoring um, my heart rate and my oxygen levels um, and my symptoms and what and many other bits in my 4Ps planner. Um, so I took this with me to the appointment and that was fantastic uh, to have in front of me, especially as obviously the brain fog descends and um, what have you. So anyway, the, the nurse and consultant were absolutely fantastic i cannot praise them enough the nurse was just so reassuring from the moment she uh, introduced herself to me um she spoke immediately about long covid um explained that um they understood that we have experienced gaslighting with long covid and that uh, we're often dismissed from appointments and what have you and that basically she had every intention of completing the test that I was going to have that day, but of giving me as much support. And um, she said, hopefully, answers um, as absolute as possible. And that instantly put me at ease within that appointment, made me feel reassured that I was being listened to and that 
I wasn't going to have to initiate this fight to explain that this and these symptoms are not in my head. Um, so that was that was amazing. And the tests showed that I do have deficits and it indicates parts. And now, of course, it's not particularly what, what I, I want, I want uh, or wanted, um, of course, um, as it is a long-term condition. However, there are treatments, um, although no cure, um, for, for POTS. So this is when that bigger picture starts to um, to come clear, I suppose, and you get a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel because if you can get some of the symptoms under control, you're going to feel better in yourself, which is amazing because there are blend lines with symptoms. We know that there are over 200 symptoms of long COVID, so they, they do blend line, and I do understand that's really sometimes hard um, in terms of trying to get these, I suppose, additional um, diagnosis with associated illnesses um, of long COVID. Um, so the consultant again was was really lovely from, from introducing himself again and uh, very understanding of long COVID, had clearly done research and understood the condition. Um, and he advised that um, he was satisfied that I have um, parts and that he would be writing to my GP to let them know they could prescribe the medication. However, he then also took the time to discuss the lifestyle support and aids for POTS. So these kind of things, um, I think, you know, I have mentioned on my socials before um, and in a previous podcast, but increasing your fluids. Um, and as you guys already know that I do advocate how important it is to have a good fluid intake from my bladder and bowel nurse practitioner role. Um, and I practice what I preach. <laughs> so um, increasing salt in the diet, um, raising the head of my bed, um, and although these are things that I had done research and, and I did I did know myself, it was still reassuring that he took the time to expand. And he also spoke about the option to use compression tights or stockings, um, although he did expand on that and said that um, using a pumping mechanism of your calves with very gentle exercise supports the flow of the blood back to the heart which is obviously the aim and what the compression uh, garments would do as well um so you know that was that was really really good and he also spoke in detail about the medication because he added that Due to my age and my previous fitness levels, so if, if you've not listened to a podcast before, I was an avid gym goer pre-long COVID, um, did um, up to 12 gym classes a week, was at the gym five days a week. Um, and so he'd said, because of that, I've got a really good blood pressure at general rest um, and my heart rate too. So he explained what the medication does, which you know, it's, it's quite, it's quite makes sense, um, is it would raise my blood pressure, but constantly, so consistently raise my blood pressure, I would be then running on a higher blood pressure than I have at the moment. So he said it's there for my choice if I want to take um, the medication, because he 
you know, my heart rate otherwise is where he would want it to be, not as raised as the medication will make it. So, you know, if I take the medication, um, then, you know, he said he, he would support that. But also if I chose to, to continue with the um, the lifestyle symptom management choice and strategy and see if I'm um, having adequate improvements that um, can help me gain a better quality of life and and symptom management of those specific symptoms rather than taking the medication then obviously that is a really good a good choice um, and uh, prospect uh, depending so and I'm really really pleased he took the time to do that and explain that because if he hadn't just given me the medication I might have just thought I'll get my prescription and I'll get on with taking it, you know, whereas I've now got an informed choice um, and control of my own health care as to whether I take the option of lifestyle and seeing if my symptoms improve adequately enough or then asking my GP um, to prescribe the medication and starting the medication regime and everybody's different and it will be different for each individual but again like I said you know having that healthcare professional take the time to make sure you have a good understanding is how it should be that is really good care so and I appreciated that so um you know and to be quite honest over the last couple of years this isn't something I have experienced aside from one particular doctor and and speech and language therapist. I've not had a great deal of medical input and the the medical input I have had obviously um has resulted in gaslighting and you know that that's not where we want to be. So this really turned it around for me and gave me more, you know, some confidence again to to be able to to go to my appointments. And I have to admit having the my 4P's diary in front of me did give me confidence as well because I had everything written down so um, they, the, you know, the doctor could read it themselves if I couldn't manage with my speech or my brain uh, fog or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, my point here, I suppose, is that, you know, treatment is the key. We know this. Um, we do need to be seen. We need to be heard. Um, and we need to have treatment options available. Um, I do, I do have some uncertainty, and I have thought about this and reflected um, quite uh, quite a lot as to why a lot of people with long COVID are not having um, their symptoms be treated. So in, individually is is what I'm getting at. So if you've got something in terms of cardiology. Um, or if you you know that respiratory, it's kind of all grouped into long COVID. And actually, my thought process is if we were treating symptoms or managing symptoms, then that again there's going to be a better quality of life. Surely, um, I'm not quite clear on what the thought process is in there. But anyway, we need to have access to services and specialities, uh, as I've just said, not just um, long COVID clinics. Um, and, and that is because obviously the long COVID clinics are not, um, you know, doing, able to, 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 to treat every, every symptom, obviously. Um, 
So we need to be able to receive the correct assessment and appropriate treatment. And in terms of symptom management, I choose to do this for myself. And while we, you know, we don't have appropriate treatment options. Um, however, for some conditions, symptom management is an effective way of easing symptoms and gaining a better quality of life. Um, in st some instances, symptom management is unfortunately the only option. Um, ideally, having a clinical assessment and appropriate treatment regime and additional symptom management would be the optimum. Um, and remember, symptom management can be developed with support from a healthcare professional and also using self-care to find out what works best for you and your holistic care as well. Um, so I always say discuss any lifestyle changes with your healthcare professional prior to making any changes. Um, I do hope today's podcast um, was interesting and enjoyable. Um, and on the next podcast, um, I'm going to discuss a day in the life and how that fluctuates with long COVID. Um, and I hope you will continue to join me. So if you would be kind enough to take a moment to review the podcast and hit the five star button, I would really appreciate this. It does help the podcast reach more people and grow. And you can also follow me on the social media platforms. I will put the links in the show notes, but if you do want to DM me on Instagram, it's julietaylor9545, and you can follow me on that platform too. Um, I do have a long-term conditions, health and wellbeing page on Facebook. And I do aim in the future to be putting more content on there. So if you'd like to join that page as well, please do so. Um, and as always, keep sending your lovely messages and DM me with any questions or if there's anything you'd like me to discuss on the podcast. Um, and as always, I will just say please take care and thank you as always for listening. Bye bye. Mm -hmm.